Welcome to Mole Man Talk. I'm your host, Shisa Moa. On today's guest, we have Trey Shong. No, not that Trey Shong. You know, no, not the hip hop artist. But Trey Shong, as in the owner, CEO of YDR, aka Yellow Diamond Records. Yellow Diamond Records has tours on the West Coast, the Midwest, and the East Coast. Some of the artists he has are David Yang, Ma Vu, Def Rhyme, ZPX, just to name a few. But first, let's thank our sponsors. Let's jump right into it. Are you looking for the latest Hmong inspired menswear? Well, look no further. She sells menswear, makes suit accessories, uh, apparels, and you can find them at www.xixomenswear.com. Now, let's get right back to the show. Hey, everyone, we are super excited here. We have a gentleman from the West Coast. Man, this guy has been in the music industry for the minute here. No, he's not a singer. Don't get the wrong idea. This gentleman is the CEO of, of uh, YDR, Yellow Diamond Records. Trey Shong, man. How's it going over there? Hey, how's it going, brother? It's going pretty good. We uh, wow, met for how many years, man? Five years now? Every time I come to Fresno, I always run into you. Man, you're like, uh, you're everywhere, man. Not just in Fresno. I see you everywhere. I don't care. Where I'm at, I don't care what, what show we're at. You, it's like you're just there, like you're everywhere. I think I see you more than like my own artist. <laughs> that that's a good problem to have. Who knows? We could do uh, business or whatnot too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is uh, either you're stalking us or you are the most loyal supporter? I love what you do. We're gonna talk more about that and why so too. Trey, can you tell us one thing we do not know about you? Um, one thing you do not know about me or, or, um, the majority that doesn't know about me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, um, I think a lot of people don't know that I'm married and that I have a family. So I'm married. I've been married for seven years and I have three kids, three children. I have, uh, uh a daughter. My oldest is five. Um, my son is three and then my youngest is seven months. So yeah, I, I have a full house. Beautiful family, a busy man. Thank you. This guy is a rec label and detailing cars on the side too, man. I do it all. You do it all. You could uh, probably get a concert and a carpet clean all at the same time, man. Hey, it comes with the package. Come with the package. <laughs> Say no more. I'm on my way there, man. Mm-hmm. You know, with uh, YDR, how long have you started that? <clears throat> um, so YDR started in 2013. Um, um, our first artist that we signed was T Vang. T actually co-founded YDR with me. So if it wasn't for T you know, we there would be no Yellow Diamond. There probably won't be Mavu, Def Rhyme, and all the other artists that came um, afterwards. Um, but yeah, huge shout out for T Vang. Um, T Vang was a person that got me back into listening to pop music again, and he was the one that helped me co-founded Yellow Diamond. Mm, speaking of the devil, he reached out to me like, "Hey, Sal, let me buy your Integra." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is a car guy, man. He's yeah. a car maniac. Anything that has to do with cars, fish, and chicken, he's all about it. <laughs> nice CP again. But Trey, how do you approach the sensitive task of discussing changes in arrangement with artists? Um, you know, I think one thing that a lot of, you know, the, the, the audience and the fans, they realize about 
Yellow Diamond and their artists is a uh, we're more we're more structured like a family than a business. So a lot of us like we're really close. We 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 talk on a day to day basis or more than we should, and we're closer than we should. You know what I mean? So um, and, and then when when it comes down to doing business or talking about business, uh, making rearrangements um, as far as their career or their music. Um, you know, we just get to the point, you know, we're, we're very open, um, and our artists, they, they're, they're open to pair opinions of not just us, but also their mentors too, you know? Um, and we, we're just very straightforward because they know that, um, we have the best interest for them. Cool. What is one thing that every song must have for it to be like solid, man? Just golden. To me, um, every song must have a solid meaning. Um, whether it be rapping about your your story of how you grew up in the projects or or in the ghettos, right? Um, it has to have a story, uh, ha has to have a strong meaning, or if you're <clears throat> thinking about your love story, like it just has to have that strong meaning. And, and to me, I, I'm, I'm a huge melody guy too. Um, I think that's the first thing that I listen to is, uh, is, is the, is the melody catchy or is it, can I, is it, can I, can I, can I remember it again? You know what I mean? So I'm a, I'm I'm a huge melody guy. Is that how you kind of found Dave Yang, Def Rhyme, and Mabu, just to name a few, or the vice vice versa? Um, it's a little bit of everything. So like with Mabu, she's not so huge into you know being melodic. Um, her her melodies are not like super catchy like a Dave Yang, right? So every artist they have their own strength and their own weaknesses. Um, but for sure, you know, everyone is unique in, in, in themselves. So if you look at all, all the artists in, on a roster, everyone is unique. Like no one is the same. So like you can't, like, if you compare similarities of Mavu and, and Lily Vane, like they're whole two different, um, genres of music. You can't compare Death Rhyme and David Yang. Like they're like, they're, own, they're, they're in their own category, you know? So everyone is unique in their style in their own way. I see. In your opinion, who is the best music producer working in the industry today? Um, the best music producer. Um, in regards to Hmong music? How about both? Oh, both? Oh, okay. Uh, I'll start with Hmong music first. Hmong music, mm, I can honestly say as far as um, a legend music producer within our Hmong community, I would have to say Sayafeng. Um, mm -hmm. He's from Fresno. He was one of the uh, music producers for White Shadow. And I would say about 70% of the biggest hits that in, in home music within like the last like two decades are all composed from him. All y'all came out from his studio. So that comes from like T. Vang's music, uh, some of Lily Vang's, Mavu. Yasmi, D, uh, Ding Tao, uh, C. Lee. Most of these music came from their studio. Even even Christine Zhang. How about um, the American? I, or... the, 
Go ahead. Oh, and then um, the, the, the up-and-coming producer, I would have to give it up to Kinang. I think Kinang is doing a very good job. Um, he, he not only produces music, but he also, he's also an artist, so, you know, he, he sings, too. Um, and right now he's really busy. Like, if, if, you, if anybody tries to work with him, he's, like, months booked out, you know. So um, he's putting on a, lo- a lot of great content, a lot of good music, working with a lot of good, talented artists. Um, not just established artists, but even, you know, up-and-coming new artists, too. So um, I will have to give him his props. And uh, I would say, you know, I think, I think uh, his career has a lot more in store for him. Um, and then for the mainstream industry, ooh, uh, my personal favorite would obviously it like it'll always be like Dr. Dre, like Dr. Dre hands Dr. down. Dr. Dre, he, yeah, he makes he makes the best beats. I'm a, I'm a West Coast guy, so I mean I'm not I'm not being biased, but that's like Dr. Dre. He makes the best beats. Um, and with this whole quarantine thing, you know, um, I don't know I don't know if and I don't know if others listen to the uh the producer battles that they have on ig and stuff but um i'm really looking forward to p diddy and dr drake going at it you know uh kind of like a east coast and west coast 90s thing going back and forth again you know what i mean so i'm looking forward to that but dr dre um best producer in my book mm. if you listen to the beats you do notice a different not only different but their style of east coast and west coast genre you know the way the beats sound <laughs> oh, yeah. the bass and everything eh? has a certain style and you can almost tell too uh of the style of it mm-hmm. oh yeah definitely um not just not just the beat but even the flow you know they're like west coast they have their own flow east coast they have their own flow west east, west coast has that more of a swagger that 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 gangster swagger flow and gangster uh, uh and that that g-funk music whereas east coast it's more like hardcore you know, like gutter music, like ghetto gutter music coming back, like coming from um, the projects. And, and they're very vocal about how they announced the, their, their rap. So definitely huge difference between the East Coast and West Coast. Now that you mention that, I wonder what is in Trey's earbud when he's like listening on a stream on YouTube or his, his album, man. Is it like, what am I, li- what, what's your top 10 thing you listen to, man? I'm curious. Um, hip hop is a trance or what go ahead yeah so most like I'll be honest with you most of the time I'm listening to like slow like love jams from like the 80s and 90s I'm a huge 80s and 90s guy Um, talking about like love jams and R&B and soul music I I tend to listen to those stuff more than um, the the newer hip hop now I, I not really too big into the the new hip hop stuff right now. I'm more of the the 80s and 90s kind of guy. And then when I'm at the gym, I'm listening to the stuff that I grew up on. You know that where where it was current in in my middle school year, where it was like a lot of like 50s and a lot of crunk music, um, a lot of down south music, three six mafia. So I'm not really too <clears throat> up to date with like the new you know NBA young boy and then and the and the the Migos and stuff. I'm not I'm not really with that trend right now. Okay, okay. Cool. Cool beats, man. Cool. Now, what is the first thing you listen for when you're listening to a new recording? To a new recording? Um, <clears throat> so the first thing is obviously the melody. Like, that's, that's the one thing that attracts my ears is the melody. Like, oh, can I vibe with this? And then the second thing is the vocals. Like, can I hear what this person is saying? Like, what is this person saying? What is this artist saying? Um, 
how are they announcing it? Or do they have vocal control? Like, can I hear their vocals clearly? That's that's the second thing that attracts me. What is the biggest budget you work with? Um, the biggest budget that I've worked with. Uh, if we're talking artist wise, as far as like a project, like as far as it, as an artist project. Um. Ooh, I would have to say it's in it's in the thirties. Um, that's not that's not regarding that's not including like concerts and tours and stuff. Um, uh, you know, on the road uh, for for a specific artist, but for just for the projects, wise production and post production and stuff. Um, I would say you know, um, uh, the thirties. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name no specific artist or or no drop no names, but yeah. Okay, hey, doing it big and making it bigger, right? You just yeah. mentioned your 80s and 90s as part of your, you know, favorite era of music. What, what, you know, what, I'm curious, what music, what more music do you listen to? Um, in the 80s and 90s or, or now? It doesn't matter, man. Now and then, it doesn't <laughs> oh, matter. I listen to everything. Uh, everything that goes way back to Duliva to Sonicy, to Sounders earlier stuff, um, to... To 4L, to to White Shadow Paradise, like it, I feel like I know more music, know more Hmong music than anybody else because just so just because I listen to such a, a a large variety because I I I kind of had to right like I had to study like where Hmong music came from, um, decade to decade how how Hmong music has transformed um, within these decades and I and. And right now, like I have to be current with what's popping right now, especially in regards to homies, like what artists are hot, what artists are not, what artists are trendy. So I would say I listen to a little bit of everything, but um, the ones that I do listen, the ones that I do tend to listen to the most, would definitely have to be music from the '90s. Uh, I just me personally, I just feel like I have a bigger connection with the music from the '90s because that that was kind of like the era where I kind of grew up in. Um, develop listening to music and and learning how to uh, listen to music cool man now have you found any new you know recent bands um bands not quite um bands bands are pretty pretty rare nowadays you know what i mean not just within the phone community but even even the mainstream uh, industry bands are you know it's, it's sad to say but it's kind of like a it's not really in existence anymore you know bands are uh it's very it's very it's very hard to uh manage a band um so yeah but but as far as new artists yeah i mean I'm always looking for new artists. Um, I I do see a few new artists that are coming up. Um, I I don't want to drop any names because there's so many talented artists right now that I don't want to haitu then jamji so I don't want I don't want to drop any names. But definitely I'm I'm keeping my eyes up on on a lot of them. You know YDR has been then you know YDR has been going just a few years now. But how long have you been producing music? Is it since your teenage year or college or or was this when you started YDR? <clears throat> okay. So as far as producing music, um I think I think I think I think a lot of 
listeners, um, maybe our listeners right now, they they might have a mixed understanding of what a music producer is. Now, yeah. So, um, so there's a, so there's to to my knowledge, there's two different types of music producers. There's the music producer that actually um, composes and produces the instrumentations of the beat in the instrumental track, and then there's the executive music producer where um, the person manages and kind of like calls all these shots and make all the managerial decisions. So I'm more of the executive music producer and not really the hands-on um, on the on my on my laptop and 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 on my drum kit producing beat. Okay. So um, to answer your question, never produce any music, never produce any beats. Um, but I did have some business background, so that's how I became um, the CEO and the executive producer of YDR. That answers that. Now, let's say for an artist, um, and he's approaching you or approaching any any music producer, and what I mean, what what would help him? What he's looking for, you know, what I'm saying, if I was approaching any music producer, like help defining his style or finding his genre, what should he look for? Because we're playing the opposite role now, you know what I'm saying? If you're the artist mm-hmm. and you came, you're going to producer, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, what do I have to bring to the table? Yeah. Is that your question? Mm-hmm. Um, man, it's it, it's so hard nowadays, you know, because back in the days, uh, it used to be like, in order to be um, stumbled upon on or, or, or to be found, you know, like, you got to be hungry. You have to have work ethic. But at the same time, you also have to be very talented, you know. Um, but nowadays, I think um, a lot of uh, a lot of these uh, the newer artists, you know, um, they I hate to say it, but I think they have it too easy, you know, where to where like um cool, and that's and that's like putting in the hard work, you know? So you can have all the talent you want, but you gotta work hard. So if I was to approach a music producer or a record label, um, I'm not just gonna only show them that I have the talent. Like I'm gonna show them that I work hard. So that whether that be, you know, messaging them in their in their DMs every day, like, hey, check out my music, check out my music, or, or going to volunteer at one of their concerts just to, um, guide their 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 patrons into their their concerts, or just you know helping them with setup and cleanup. Like I I like I you gotta like you gotta work from the ground up. You know what I mean? And really put in that effort to show them that you want to be a part of something and that you really have what it takes to be a part of them. Because talent talent everyone can have a talent, but if you don't work hard, nobody's gonna see your talent. You know what I mean? You can come in drop an album, be talented, drop an album and have it, have it easy. And then next year, nobody's going to know you anymore because you lack the work ethic and you lack the determination of continuing to work hard. You know what I mean? So I would have to say work, like putting the work and working hard would, would have to definitely be uh, my point of showing, you know, these producers and um, labels of what I'm capable of doing. 
And what if you can't do all that? Would you recommend just doing it on your own? Just do it on your own. Um, because the, the, you know, the hard work, it, you if, if you have what it takes, if you work hard, if you, if you have the work ethic, you don't got to go to a label. Just do it on your own. You know, nowadays, um, it's so, it's so easy to do it on your own. Now. You know, the, the technology is there. Um, all the tips and the tools is right at your fingertips. So if you um, don't work hard to learn um, how to produce beats or how to throw on a show, then you will never, you, you can never do it on your own. Because when that, you know, I, I could answer that on my own question too, because like the first thing that comes to my head is Chance the Rapper. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's like a one man band, dude. Like, there's a lot of, you know, is, yeah, he's just like, he does a lot on his own. Uh, exactly. Like without a producer. Rapper, yeah. Take nine, even, even like Take Nine, like a lot of mm-hmm. people, they, they definitely go out who Take Nine is, but Take Nine is, he's probably one of the biggest artists as far as like bringing in income and has, has a cult following for like at least 30 years now. You know what I mean? Um, so he can do it on his own and he's been doing it even before, um, you know, the social medias and, and, and these, and these uh, streaming um, platforms. So, if you can do it, anybody can do it. You know, speaking of a cult falling and going back to our first few questions about myself and then supporting you, I really love what you do, man. You're always raising the bar higher every time I come there. And I expect to see that uh, for other music um, festival. I go out there. If I'm, if I'm willing to pay a certain amount of money, I'm willing to see it to the next level. And I'm expecting exactly. that. And it's just my own personal experience. And not to put you know, YDR on a pedestal, but when I go there, I always expect the best. And you always show that. You know, for example, like 017 came Fresno and you know, you, you brought uh you bought like a live band. You know, that's what I should expect to pay. You know, I'm not gonna pay you thirty dollars to be just karaoke to me, you know what I'm saying? Is a mic and a speaker like no? I'm expecting the best. I'm if even if it's forty, even if it's fifty, I'm expecting the best, and mm-hmm. I will pay that graciously without even hesitating. And that's why I support, and I can want to see that. Uh, not uh, not only from YDR, and he has been doing great, but any other, you know, um, music that's been thrown out there, music out there too. Not to mention any names, but I do support you. What you do, that. man? Yeah, saying like. Uh, I'm expecting, and like yeah, even with the price tag of like fifty dollars, I'm willing to pay. But I'm willing to see, you know, that my money is fully worth it. You know, just here example, just like EDC, right? For example, when you go there, it's just like wow, right? It's just I'm over the top, right? And it's like exactly. even if it's five hundred dollars, people will pay for it. You won't be disappointed. Mm-hmm, exactly. So mm-hmm. that's an example that I and like that's... to see. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh no! Uh, I thank you. I appreciate that. You know, um, um, I just wanted to follow up on that. Is um, you know, with with the whole live band for like rap artists, like a uh, Peter, David Yang, definitely that. That's something that has never been done before. You know, that's but, right. Um, and for for Yellow Diamond, like we're always trying to be innovative. Um, every 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 show that we do, we always want to do something different because for us, it's more about giving our listeners and our 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 um our supporters the experience you know the concert goers we want to give them the experience of something different something better so we're always striving to set a new standard not not just for the home community but for ourselves 
you're doing great and I want to see even greater and I fully support what you do. Um, you know, not not to bash anybody out there, but this is what I'm expecting to pay. Just just putting that kind of standard, you know, because when I go to not a Hmong festival, right? Uh, but a Mika, right? Like again, EDC, for example, it's just like, wow, last year was even 200. People complain about that. But when they go $300, it, they, the, the, you know, the lighting, the music, it shows that like that 300 is worth every penny that you paid for. Exactly. You're paying for the experience. Exactly. Yeah. I noticed that too, when you, you know, doing live band, you know, rather than just kind of like dropping like a karaoke style, like, come on, man, seriously, you know, that this is, I paid for this, you know, I'd be very disappointed. And, but, Again, yeah. taking that bar to the next level, doing a live band. And the one thing I really had the rare opportunity and rare, that's the, that's the word, rare, <laughs> is to mm-hmm. see them do acoustic. I've never seen Rare and uh, Elvis Tao and them do acoustic. But thanks to YDR, like, that's an acoustic version, man. I've never heard of that, mm-hmm. you know, because that was a rare opportunity to have the Rare on and have that happen. So again, raising the bar higher, right, for the experience, uh, rather than just putting a DJ beat on and just go with go with the flow. Exactly. You know, so you put a great example up there. This is what I'm expecting to see, um, and this is what I'm expecting to pay. You know, it doesn't matter if you're you're charging twenty at the door or fifty at the door. You know, I, I'm paying, and I'm, that's expecting what I'm expecting to pay. So keep it up, man. Keep it up out there in YDR and, and the crew too. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, moving <coughs> on forward to um, what makes a song a hit a hit? Because you have like, you know, just to name a few, you know, like Mavu and Dave Yang and, you know, Def Rhyme and, and other, and, you know, uh, ZPX and stuff like What makes a song hit a hit? Um, you know, it, it has a lot of factors. But one thing I always tell our artists is that um, every song has a time for it. Um, so it's all about timing too, you know? So let's say for example, Yelama, uh, it was a perfect summer song, right? Like a summer anthem. It wouldn't be right for us to release that song, say later on in the fall or winter, you know? So every song has its timing. Um, I, would, I would definitely have to say time. There's a lot of components into it. A lot of factors, but definitely timing um, makes the hit, determines the hit. Okay, okay. Have you uh, ever have a, a co-write a hit song, you know, with your artist? Have you um, written a song with the co-artist? Not exactly. No? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, not exactly co-write, but I'm always, like, brainstorming with them. So um, I'm always giving them ideas, giving them topics of what to write about what to rap about giving them helping them with some lyrics co-editing lyrics um so so not 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 a lot of co-writing but definitely um i play a minor role into the their creative their creativity of writing their lyrics you mentioned unt was pretty much what is the founding or started of ydr and you're on more on the business side. Let's talk about that. What all goes behind the closed doors and, you know, they're running around and, you know, so forth. Oh, man, a lot of planning, 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 planning. Um, I think a lot of people only see, you know, the concerts and um, the, the CDs being at the festivals and the New Year's. But 
they don't see a lot of planning that goes behind the scenes. Um, a lot of uh, planning, like six months, six months in advance. Um, a lot of decisions, decisions. A lot of uh, phone calls. A lot of emails. A lot of going back and forth. A lot of trials. A lot of errors. Um, so definitely, just a lot. Okay. It seems like there's a lot going on back there. There is. Are, are you uh are you, are you planning out for next year already? This is the time. This quarantine. Take advantage of it. Yeah. So so we are we are planning for next year already. Um, we plan we plan we had a lot of plans for this year, but we know with this whole shelter at home, the whole COVID nineteen, unfortunately, you know, a lot of our plans had to be postponed. Um, so it's just gonna have to determine about how things end this year then we can start with next year, you know, because a lot of our plans this year, uh, a lot of contracts have been signed, a lot of venues have been booked, um, a lot of like working with some of the artists already. So if things get delayed and postponed till next year, then we might continue with what we have going on this year and move it to next year. And so everything just kind of gets pushed back a little bit, you know. I'm curious, is there going to be like a Facebook Live teaser, like, you know, how Mong TV did kind of thing, a concert with YDR? I'd love to see that. Um, maybe end of the year, know, maybe just to get things, you know, back in track. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely have a lot of requests, but with the whole, you know, uh, virtual concert thing, um, I don't know. You know, I, I, I definitely enjoy. It. I, I, I watch it all the time, but to me, I, j I just don't have that. Ex I just, I just don't get that same excitement anymore. You know what I mean? Like that experience. You know, I'm, I'm more of a. I want to be there. I want to rock with them. You know, I want to. I want to sing my heart out. But with me, you know, holding my holding my newborn. Um, toddler, and you know, spinning my lungs out for sounders, like it's it's just not gonna work. You know what I mean? <laughs> I feel the same. It it, it yeah. seems like it doesn't do justice, right? To have the full experience of being there, it definitely doesn't. But hey, if it comes up Facebook Live, man, I'd love to share it. You know, to get uh, wide air back on the track for next year and get some teasers. So oh yeah, that I'm more than welcome to share, brother. Definitely, it it, it still might happen. So stay tuned. Cool. Um, so Trey, man, it's going to get, you know, uh, wrapping things up. These are the last few, few questions I want to ask you. What does it mean to be a Hmong man? A Hmong man. Um, uh, so many things. To be a Hmong man... I don't want to, I don't want to be too <clears throat> too general, you know. Um I don't want to say oh you have to be you know you you or you have to be you uh you know I don't want to be too general. But I what but you know I I what what me and my friends we always joke about is you know you know you So uh if you can't eat raw meat, then uh, you it's funny you should lose you know you you just need to you should not eat raw meat. So I would I would say uh, yeah, it's good that you if you get the you just need to you should not eat raw meat. Okay, there's no right or wrong. Now Trey, you you know you've been doing business for quite a minute now. Uh, I'm not sure if YDR was in your gonna be a career path. However, that ties to it. 
can you give the 21 year old Trey advice if he or she wants to be a music producer of the career that what you are doing right now? You give the advice to them, a younger, gen- younger you, a younger Trey. Yeah, um, I'll just have, I'll definitely have to say, I would have worked harder if if I could give an advice to the 21 year old Trey. I would definitely have to say work harder because you people are only gonna remember you by what you did today. You know, like you know, like the you know you know what I mean? So uh, working harder it's definitely gonna put you you <clears throat> your career uh, in a long in a in longevity, you know. Um, if you don't work hard, somebody else is gonna catch up. So just work hard. Work harder. You're the best. Work hard. How about playing hard? Work hard and play hard. Work hard and play hard. <laughs> Lastly, Trey, we're very, very appreciate your time. Where can we follow you, man? Where can we find more about you, your business, and so forth? Yeah, so you guys can follow me on my um, personal page at Trey Young, T-R-E-X-L-N-G, um, Yellow Diamond on all social media accounts. Um, www.yellowdiamondrecords.com um yeah we're everywhere cool man well we're very very appreciate your time you have a beautiful family out there it is you must be cooking out in california man oh man it's getting there well hope to see you again high five have a drink um and uh, enjoy yourself again thank you shisa cool thanks man well, that ends our episode. If you haven't yet, visit our website at www.momentalk.com or find us on Facebook, Moment Talk. Lastly, if you're listening on, on us on a podcast from Stitcher or Spotify, Google Play or iTunes, please give us an honest rating.